Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. This is your boy, Logan. And today we have a few different topics we're going to be covering. Um, so today we're going to be covering three different topics. We're going to be covering the Hawkeye trailer, breaking it down, talking about it a little bit. The second segment of this podcast will be the Halloween Kills final trailer discussion, kind of what we see, a little bit of predictions. And then the last segment will be Venom Let to be Carnage box office predictions, speculation, and runtime, which has been confirmed. So let's hop into our first uh, segment, which is the Hawkeye trailer. Now, watching the Hawkeye trailer back about a week and a half ago, um, it was very clear to tell that this movie obviously takes place during Christmas. But what is interesting is it looks like Kate Bishop takes on the role of, or the mantle, of Ronan, which, if you know from the comics, Ronan is a personality taken on by a lot of different people. So Hawkeye ends up going after this Ronan and finding Haley Steinfeld's Kate Bishop, and she, of course, is tied in with the mob, and this movie will basically take place with Clint sending his family away, because it, it starts off the trailer with them on vacation. So Clint's going to send them away to go chase down Ronan. He's going to get messed up in this whole mob um, problem. And then he's... What it seems like is he's going to try to deal with this situation before Christmas. So it's kind of like one of those things like, oh, I'll be home for Christmas, you know, sort of things. But obviously it's not going to be so easy. Now, it definitely gave me some Daredevil vibes because of like something of the ground level sort of cinematography of like New York and stuff. So definitely got a lot of um, Daredevil vibes. And we know that um, William D'Onofrio's Kingpin is supposed to be in this movie as well, so that's really cool. Um, my only concern is if they reboot the Daredevil series, because there's been some rumors going around about the Daredevil uh, Netflix series being no longer canon to the MCU, which I think would be really stupid, considering the fact of how good that series was. And I get it, most of the MCU audience base doesn't know who Daredevil is, but it's still, like, it's really good. So... I wouldn't redo it, but we'll see what Marvel Studios ends up doing. So that's basically the simplistic breakdown of the Hawkeye trailer. You got your normal Marvel comedy in there. Takes place in New York during the wintertime. Hawkeye's helping Kate Bishop fight off the mob and solve that whole situation. Um, so yeah, that's basically all you really need to know. Nothing crazy was shown off. It's just basically a trailer to set up the basic premise of the show. It's really all it's there for. Um, so that's really all we have to talk about for the Hawkeye trailer. Pretty simple, really excited, looks good from what we can see, um, which will lead us into our second segment, the Halloween Kills final trailer. So this trailer released yesterday on YouTube, and I was not expecting it to come out. So when it happened, I was like, oh shit, I gotta like drop everything I'm doing and watch this trailer. So this trailer starts off with Lindsay Wallace at a park, it seems to be, where there's two kids swinging. She asks them what they're doing there and if they're there alone, and the kids say that they're uh, this guy in a creepy white mask keeps trying to play um, hide-and-seek with them. And 
Michael, she ends up turning around and seeing him next to a car where he ends up jumping on the car like he does in Halloween 1978, slaps on the window with Nurse Chambers like he does in 1978, and basically tortures everybody in the car. Nurse Chambers tries to shoot him, doesn't work out because the gun doesn't go off, and Michael pulls open the door. Here is the big problem I have with this movie, though. They already spoiled Nurse, Nurse Chambers' death, and if you think that this is a spoiler that comes from like a leak or something, if you watch the trailer very closely and you look at one of the dead bodies that has one of the Halloween 3 season of the witch mask in particular the witch mask itself it's clearly Nurse Chambers because the person's wearing the same clothes Nurse Chambers did in that scene which would make no sense as to it being somebody else with her clothes on so clearly the two parents from Halloween 2018 that are in the car in Nurse Chambers they all get bodied they all die so that is like the opening to this trailer. We also get to see Michael Myers um in infiltrate quote unquote into a elderly family's home. He breaks their light and of course we've seen this in the previous trailer. He kills the old man and the old lady with a fucking light bulb, which is insane. That's that's some pretty brutal shit. Um so those are what we end up pretty much seeing uh, in the first half of this trailer. Now, the thing about this new Halloween trailer, things really start to get interesting as the trailer gets into like the second half of it. So once you start the second half of the trailer, you see some important things like the flashback scenes. We see Michael Myers in his clown costume as a kid. This was not a scene that I knew about. I knew that there was going to be a, a scene of Michael Myers and how he got uh, captured at the end of the 1978 film. Because obviously this new trilogy that David Gordon Green um, is doing is basically taking all the old Halloween movies and not canonizing them anymore. And only canonizing 1978, 2018, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends. So... We see Michael in his childhood clown costume, so I'm interested to see what they're going to do with that. We see Michael being apprehended by uh, the police outside of his house, and the, the, the detail of the Myers house in this throwback scene is so one-to-one -one from the scene in the movie. It's got the Strode sign next to the house. It's really white like it is in the movie, and you even get to see Dr. fucking Loomis, and I'm interested to see what they're gonna do, if they're gonna make, like, Donald Pleasant's face, like, CGI'd onto somebody else's face, or if it's just gonna be taken from a distance. I don't know if Dr. Loomis is gonna talk. There's a lot of questions I have about what they're gonna do with that whole scene, and apparently Sheriff Brackett coming back and apparently Hawkins who got stabbed in the throat the previous movie lives so apparently his character's coming back too um in this movie which was actually a shock to me because I thought he was dead so um we get to see that we also get to see what appears to be somebody getting thrown off a house roof because that's like a first person angle of somebody getting thrown off a roof don't know what that's about, but it was interesting in the trailer. Kind of spooked me a little bit because you weren't expecting it. Um, we also get to see Michael Myers in this trailer be very ruthless, kind of like... So for every trailer of Halloween Kills, we've seen Michael Myers be very ruthless, which makes sense because Michael Myers is a ruthless you know, serial killer. But in these trailers, he's more ruthless than he's ever been. I mean, he's taking Allison, he's smacking her head against... Um, 
you know, like a staircase, right? And you have like the railing on the side with like those circular balls or whatnot that you would normally grab onto to like assist yourself walking up the stairs. Smacks her head against that, throws her down the stairs, breaks her fucking leg. Like this movie is so violent. I mean, I can't believe it. And then you also get to see Michael dispatch the um, firemen um, more. So the the nice thing that they're doing with these trailers is they aren't revealing the entire movie and what they're doing is they're essentially just showing us different shots of the same scenes because there's so many good kills in this movie and I hear the body count for this movie is going to be ridiculous so like whatever you see in the trailers don't worry there's plenty more in the movie um so yeah the the final trailer was very eye opening there's a lot in there to take in from the flashback scenes Michael's going to be unmasked uh, unmasked in this movie that's already been confirmed because Karen has Michael's masks um so yeah I'm really curious to see what happens there now I did hear that Laurie Strode in this movie is very sidelined and in the hospital and I'm okay with that um I don't think Laurie Strode needs to be the centerpiece in every single Halloween movie um, I think that giving Drew, Judy Greer's character more screen time, I think, and Allison, I think is needed because you already had Laurie Strode be the main protagonist of Halloween 1978 and Halloween 2018. She was a pretty decent size character, but I think that Allison and, um, Judy Greer's character, the mother, I forgot what her name... Oh, Karen. Karen. I think those two characters need to have more screen time to be developed more. Laurie Strode can sit this one out because we know Laurie Strode's coming back in full force for Halloween Ends. So, for Halloween Kills, that is all I really have to talk about. I'm very excited. I would say I'm more excited for Halloween Kills than I am for Venom Let There Be Carnage, and that's pretty crazy to say considering the fact that I'm a Spider-Man fan. But I'm really hyped for Halloween Kills. So... The last thing we're going to talk about in this podcast is going to be the Venom Let There Be Carnage box office predictions, speculation, and runtime. So let's just do the runtime first, since the runtime is the only thing we have confirmed right now. So the runtime is a 90 minutes. So this movie is pretty much an hour and a half, except seven of those minutes are credits. So it's not even an hour and a half long film. It's been described to be a very action-packed film and not wasting a lot of time to get into the action. So that makes sense. I mean, it is a Venom movie. We're not really there for this in-depth MCU story. We're there for action. Um, so that's good. So box office predictions. Now, Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings in total made $288 million, almost $289 million worldwide. Domestically, it's made $176 million. So... If we're going to take a box office guesstimate on Venom, I would say the Venom could probably make domestically $126 million. And I would say worldwide, it could make over $200 million. I really do think that if I had to make a safe estimate, probably $210 million. The reason I'm saying Venom can definitely make those numbers is... Because, number one, Marvel Studios kind of has brand power, so any movie that they put out will be a success. And $288 million doesn't sound like a lot in terms of the MCU for box office, for Shang-Chi. But at the same time, it's also in a pandemic period. If it wasn't pandemic period, this movie would make a lot more money than just $288 million. Which means Venom is looking good. But here's the thing, Venom is a m- much more known character 
than Shang-Chi is. And on top of that, Venom is connected to Spider-Man, which is like, what, the second most popular comic book character there is. So taking that into consideration, I think Venom definitely can make over 200 million um, by the end of its worldwide run. I have no doubt in my mind. Um, the only thing that they don't have with Venom is MCU um, branding, but I still think the movies can make over 200 million. I mean, the character's prominent enough, has enough popularity, like, and the following for the first film has enough. There's enough following. Um, and a lot of people have said, you know, when it came to Venom 1, like, they liked it. So, and this movie's been said that it's better, so I don't see how this movie can't make over 200 million. I think it's very doable. So those would be my predictions. Domestically, probably around 128 million. Worldwide, about 210 million. I hope it makes more than that, but that would be like my safe guesstimates. Just my safe guesstimates. Um... So, let's talk about speculation what's going to happen in this movie. We already know the post credit scene. So, I will reveal that at the end of this podcast, so that way nobody that wants to listen to spoilers doesn't have to hear it. Um, so, my speculation for this film is basically Venom and Eddie are going to have a lot of internal problems, but they're going to have to come together to fight against Carnage which will be made from basically Cletus Cassidy biting into Eddie Brock's hand and then, you know, drinking his blood or whatever, giving him a piece of the symbiote, causing him to be, of course, carnage. So, he's going to break out with Shriek. They're going to cause some damage. Venom's going to go after them. They're going to fight. That's kind of granted, though. It's a superhero movie. Somebody's going to fight. Um, and what's probably going to happen is... Venom will obviously win, but Carnage is going to corrupt Venom because we know Venom's fighting Spider-Man. And right now, if Venom's like an anti-hero, you got to give Venom a reason to be a villain against Spider-Man, right? So, with that being said, those are like my quote-unquote predictions. It's not really in-depth, but this movie is said to be a very action-heavy movie, so there's not really a lot of in-depth p- uh, predictions you can really make about that, uh, other than they're going to fight each other, but no shit. Um... So, now we're going to get into spoiler territory. This is stuff that I do know is true. So, if you don't want to listen to the Venom Let There Be Carnage um, post credit scene, I would leave the podcast now. But if you are interested, this is what happens. So, at the end of Venom Let There Be Carnage, Carn- or Carnage Venom and Eddie are hiding out. Um, I'm presumably from law enforcement after fighting Carnage. In a beach house. And Venom proceeds to tell Eddie that he can show him the symbiote's, like, past, you know. So, essentially, Venom, or Eddie Brock, he, like, wakes up, in a sense, where his room has been changed. And there's a TV on with the news report from the end of Spider-Man Far From Home, revealing Peter Parker's identity. And Venom proceeds to say that he hates that guy, licked the TV intensely, and saying that he looks tasty, Eddie. And, of course, apparently there's a guy that comes out of, like, the bathroom or something along those lines and says, what are you doing in my room? So this implies that whatever Doctor Strange does in Spider-Man No Way Home opened the multiverse and Venom came into the MCU, where he's now going to face Tom Holland Spider-Man. 
But here's the thing. I want to see the movie and see the post credit scene myself to make sure if this is due to Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange's actions or if it's due to something else. Because I don't personally believe... I don't want Venom to be multiversed into the MCU. I'd rather just have Venom exist in the MCU. It would just be so much easier to do that. But, of course, they're probably just going to multiverse it in. But... So that's really all I have for you guys today. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. It's been a little bit longer than some of my previous podcasts, but I decided to talk about like three things instead of one thing per podcast. So it's because I haven't done a lot of content lately. So I decided to just do a podcast with like three different things spread out over it. But thank you very much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed and I'll catch you all in the next one.